Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Every youth can be a success story if they're given the right opportunity and support. Therefore, I think it's important to journey with them through their ups and downs and to always believe in them. Melting Pot recently collaborated with Tribe, which is a social service agency in Singapore, who are advocates for youth facing adversities, presenting a very special season 9, the Tribe series. The Tribe series is conversations with inspiring young social and youth workers from the agency and episodes are available on all podcast streaming platforms and on YouTube. Do listen, share and support in whatever way you can. It motivates us to bring you a lot more heartwarming stories from across the globe. Support for this series comes from GIG International School Singapore and the GIG Professional Development Center part of the prestigious CIA group who promote innovation and experiential study techniques for nurturing independent learners be it students or be it teachers explore their offerings even as they continue to set standards in pedagogy teacher training and future skills development Hi, I'm in conversation with Nicole Garn. Nicole is a caseworker, outreach and intervention department, community and youth services division, Tribe Singapore. Thank you so much for joining me today, Nicole. No worry. Nicole, before we get into talking a little bit about Tribe and your involvement with Tribe, I just wanted to understand from you what exactly encouraged you to become a caseworker? 
Okay, I guess this happened when I was 16 in secondary school. I met some juniors who, I guess, shared some of their experiences and their struggles. I guess, um, kind of stirred something in me. Yeah, so they wanted to, like, we wanted to do well in school and they were really trying. But they also shared that they had some like family issues such as you know like worrying who would look after them and like mental health issues. So I thought, I mean, I felt like, you know, when I was their age, these were things that actually I didn't have to worry about. And I guess I wanted to be able to do something to help youth like them cope about like their like to cope with their situation. And so that's why I decided to like go down this path, you know, and try and be I guess to work as a caseworker. Okay. Yeah. And so while you were at school, given that you did have, you know, you were able to, they shared with you. Yeah. It, was there anything that you were able to do at the time as their friend or, you know, mm-hmm. as as their peer? Were you able to help them in any way? Um, I think at that time, I didn't really know what to do, how to respond, because it was things that I never really went through, and all I could do was to give them a listening ear. That is also why I decided to I guess, study, you know, continue, I mean, I guess pursue that in like further studies, so that I'll be able to understand better and learn how to, you know, learn the skills to be able to help them. Okay, okay. So what was the education then that you needed to pursue in order to become a professional caseworker? So I guess I started with going to to do psychology in polytechnic because yeah, I also wasn't too sure because I mean at 16 I wasn't very sure whether this was something that I was serious about. Yeah, so, so I went to polytechnic to I guess experience I guess study psychology and have some internship experiences. Yeah, then after that, I decided I wanted to continue. So I went on to university to also do psychology. Yeah, so this is, yeah, when I graduated, then I started to, I started this job as a caseworker. Okay, so is the caseworker at Tribe, is that your first job? Uh, Yes, yes. I've been working here for two years, about two years. Yeah. About two years. Okay. Okay, so just a little bit about what exactly does, you know, what is the framework of your responsibility? So the for the framework for the outreach and intervention services, I'm under this program called Chrysalis, is where we work with youth who are in the community. And it's about a six to 12 months program. So that's how long I usually uh, journey with the youth. Yeah. So usually they are referred to us by schools or hospitals, other social work agencies, or sometimes even their own parents. Yeah, so my responsibilities usually, I guess during the duration, I'll like, try to get to know the youth, help them feel more comfortable uh, sharing with me and opening up. And then also helping them to be aware about what they want and evaluating like what they're doing to get what they want. So sometimes if what they're doing might be ineffective, then we try and find, we work together to find more effective ways that they can get what they want. Yeah. So then other than that, so we provide like one-on-one counseling, but then we also engage like the parents or the schools or other agencies if necessary, like to better support the youth 
Okay. There must be, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, youth with different kind of situations, right, that they may be experiencing. Right, right. I guess all the different scenarios must be difficult to handle, right? Is there any one scenario where, you know, it's like, yeah. if it's not family reasons, or if it's not because of environmental reasons, but yeah. other reasons, are those more difficult to handle? Or, I mean, I guess you have to look at everything very dispassionately, right? And kind of be connected, but at the same time, not be emotionally connected. Am I right? Right. Yeah. Like trying to be a bit more objective. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. So, so I guess you look at every single youth and then you understand the situation, the background, and then, you know, you probably, and then you take a path accordingly to get them on the right track. Okay. Has there ever been a difficult situation for you that stands out and... How have you actually handled it? Yeah, there's quite a few, I guess. <laughs> okay, um, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> just think. a couple of situations, yeah, that right, right. to mind. <laughs> I think one of it is when, like, the parent and child are having a conflict, like they kind of have a conflictual relationship. So sometimes they, I guess, they try and get you on their side or, you know, to agree with their point of view, they try to get you to pass the message to the other party. So you kind of get a bit triangulated in their <laughs> conflict. Yeah, so I felt like that, that was quite difficult because it's very, like, you have to learn to draw the boundaries or to tell both parties that, you know, you care for both of them and their relationship, but this is not something that, you know, I can do for them or, you know, it might make things worse. Yeah, so I felt like that's quite difficult. Because you can't go to manage both sides. Yeah. So then do, does the family also, in, in a scenario like this, mm-hmm. the family also get counselling from you? So we don't, we would only counsel the family or engage the family if it's re- in relation to the child. Yeah. So for example, right. parent-child relationship, yeah, that's something that we will focus on with them. Yeah, but if it's personal issues, then we would usually refer them to like family service centers or to receive counseling from that's more focused on them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. I, that's, I mean, I understand that. Oh, yeah. right. what yeah. I meant, <laughs> I meant uh, when it's a situation where there's a conflict between right. family and the youth, yeah. then in order to, and, and like you mentioned, that both try and, you know, engage yeah. with you and try and give like your point of view and right. their point of view and ask them to ask you to help. It, you know, in that scenario, I guess you would also try and counsel the family. That's yeah. what I meant. I mean, oh, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I can no, no, that's fine. I can completely understand that you would obviously not get involved. Because <laughs> I think your focus is the youth and yeah. how you're able to help him or her. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I get that. What are, I mean, you've got like an experience of two years now. What are some of the qualities that obviously you have, but you also think good attributes to actually become a a caseworker or a social worker or a youth worker? Right. Okay. 
I think definitely empathy, right? Like trying to understand and you know the other person's experiences. Yeah, so I think that really helps to build like relationships with the youth and for me to understand their needs as well. I think patience as well, like with with the clients and myself. Because I think one thing I've learned is that sometimes, I mean, the clients go at their own pace. And if I try to like force my my pace on them, then it kind of gets a bit disconnecting. Yeah, but also having patience with myself because I'm also learning. And, you know, I meet, I guess I see the different clients with their different um, needs. So sometimes I guess it takes time to learn how to work with different different clients uh, with, and their different needs. Yeah, so I think patience is quite important. <laughs> yeah, patience. Yeah. yeah, I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, so um, I think empathy and patience are two yeah. very important attributes. So I don't know whether asking you this question <laughs> would work, but I mean, what's the difference between, I'm just curious, between right. a social worker a caseworker and a youth worker. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Pio, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. Sometimes I ask myself that question too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, all it, to my mind, all three right. would possibly have a similar, a similar functionalities, right? Right, yeah. Okay. I mean, I know social work, I think it's pretty similar because I also have a colleague who is a social worker and we, we have the same like similar job scope but I know that I think you can only if you like you have to study social work be a social worker have the title oh, yeah okay okay but other than that I'm yeah I'm also not too exactly sure what's the differences in job scope okay. maybe in a different company it might be different okay but yeah. with tribe sort of overlaps. Yeah, it does seem a bit similar. <laughs> okay. So typically, and I've asked one of your colleagues this question right. last week as well when I was talking to them. Typically, what? how many clients would you be engaging with at any one given point in time? So the maximum is 15. Wow, 15. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the most I've ever had at one time was maybe only 12. So Okay, and I guess they all, they start at different times, right? So it's not like you get 12 all at one go. It probably no. is staggered. Yes, yes. Okay. And you did mention that typical journeying with a client lasts for about 8 to 12 months. Am I correct? Six to 12 months. Oh, okay. Sorry. Six to 12 months. Yes. So what happens at the end of the 12 months? There is a transition. The, the client, are you also an enabler in helping the client reintegrate with society or with the family or depending on what the situation is? Do you see that through as well? So I don't really... For my role, I don't really do the reintegration into society because they are already in the community. But at the end of 12 months, we do, I guess we would program, we'll usually have like an objective. For example, if it's parent-child relationship, then maybe at the 12 months, there might be some improvement. Yeah, so usually we kind of 
gauge whether there are some positive changes at the end of 12 months. If they feel like they need additional support, then usually we would, I guess, transition or like refer them to maybe a different organization or a different service that can, I guess, continue the work that we've already done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So... Have you ever sort of had a situation where a client at the end of the 12 months has moved on, but do they typically like to kind of stay and continue to be connected with you or with other caseworkers? You know, do they kind of get some kind of an attachment and and kind of keep getting coming back to you or that doesn't really happen? I think it, for some cases, it happens. Some use, I think at the end of 12 months, we just go our separate ways. But some of them, we do keep in touch. Or sometimes, you know, we, I guess I kind of keep like the door open. So if they ever feel like they want to talk or they need some support again, then I, you know, I ask them to feel free to contact me again. Yeah, so those that have contact, sometimes they just give me updates. Yeah, or sometimes they do ask for additional help. So then I'll help them to, I'll link them up with other services. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in a lot of cases, there isn't that, you know, it's like you, <laughs> you've you kind of broken the connection altogether. I think yeah. that would be yeah. hard. Yeah. I, I guess that would be hard as well. Yeah. 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 So, so Nicole, for, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of young people who are at the, at a stage in their lives where they don't know what they would like to do in terms of a career. What are some of the points? And and they are thinking about becoming caseworkers or social workers. What would you suggest to them in terms of Um, what are some of the things that they should think through if they really want to do this? I mean, I guess getting the some experience about what the job might look like. I think that really helps me to decide as well. You know, really interacting with the youth, interning or volunteering at a youth agency or like social work agency. I think that gave me some clarity on roughly what, you know, where I would want to work. Yeah. And to see whether, I guess, you, yeah, whether they really, they would enjoy the work through this internship and all that, yeah. Okay, so some prior experience through internships to get them a better idea on, you know, whether it is something that, because, you know, I think it's important, like you said, also, Mm -hmm. while doing the internship, to understand whether they do have the empathy and the patience, as you mentioned, (laughs) which are probably the two most important attributes, whether they, they do have it or not, I think is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite a good way forward in case people would like to. And how do you, for you, what does tribe mean to you or for you personally? What, you know, has it been like a good learning ground for you? The whole connection with tribe, what does it actually mean to you? I think it is, it is very good learning ground. It's my first job. Uh, they do send you for a lot of training. And, you know, there's quite a bit of, there's quite a lot of support from like my supervisor and my team. So I feel like that really helps in, you know, I guess trying to navigate the working world and also like 
I guess, handle if I have to handle difficult situations. Yeah, so I think it, they, yeah, it's, it's very supportive <laughs> and they have a, I guess, emphasis on like learning and they also really care about the youth. So I think like the, all the values or vision. <laughs> it's like, I guess every youth is a success, even in their different ways. So I feel like that's something that really aligns with my own belief, you know, that the youth can succeed in their own ways. Yeah, and we just want to support them. So it's important to to give them that support and to kind of, you know, help them realign and get into a positive direction. And so that's what TRIBE also stands for. And you're saying that it aligns with your thinking as well. So that's quite incredible that, you know, the first job, the starting out of your career, you've been able to establish and work with a foundation such a meaningful foundation and I think that's quite quite amazing it's been so nice talking to you Nicole I wish you all the very very best and you know I can hear the absolute calmness in your voice I think that's very very impressive for someone I'm sure who's very, very young, um, <laughs> like all your colleagues are. <laughs> so, right, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I'm sure you're going to do really well. So, so good luck and thank you for talking to me today, Nicole. Thanks for talking to me too. <laughs> yes, nice talking to you. Likewise. Mm. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 